जनता किया ही दिए को जला सकता है वाई टू बी
leading that law line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Dogs their tones. Dogs their tones. What can I say, folks? It's been a while. Uh, it feels like it's been a while. It's uh, less than a week since we last did a stream. There's been plenty going on uh, this side of uh, the, the world, I should say. And uh, we'll be doing a stream. I've got a contact. Uh, uh, Charles uh, Rikitsu is how the Japanese pronounce his name now. And um, we're going to be going over the ODNI. Uh, report and uh, what uh, what for me is a very very um, big development, which is the, um, the the issue of race-based biological agents uh, are being discussed uh, publicly. And um, I didn't think we would get to this point, but uh, yes, here we are, freak. I missed you too. I missed everyone. Um, it's, uh, what can I say, uh, RFK Jr. with Scott Ritter on the insurrection in Russia. Um, look, uh, I don't think there really was an insurrection. Um, I think, I think that was, uh, theatrics, but let me, uh, do this. Let me do this with Zoom. And, uh, let me try to connect to, uh, one commander, Rikasu. And uh, see if we can get him on. 
and that will involve this. Now, um, if anyone, if anyone would like to tell me how to make people uh, a mod on uh, Rumble, I don't see the option right now, and. I know Simon is asking for it, but uh, he's always asking for it, that tax evading bleak. Um, but uh, let me let me do this whilst I'm waiting for Charles to come in. I do see Charles in the room, but uh, boom, I'll do this. I'll get this out of the way and do this. What option do I press to make a tax evading bleak? Uh, a mod. There is no, there is no option. Um, so there's that. Commander Rixi or Commander Rikasu, I should say. How are you, sir? We don't hear you. Do you really want to? Uh, yes, of course. Um, we we were hearing me somewhat. <laughs> in the background there again um are you listening you're listening through the headphones right not the speaker can you hear me yes uh, yes can you hear like an echo? uh sometimes sometimes um maybe it's just the internal electronics on your new newfangled uh asian bluetooth things yeah i'm, I'm kind of a big deal all right. Japanese computer and mm. headphones and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. New crib. Um, what can we say? Temporary crib. Mm. Yeah. We. Uh... Oh, 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 oh. And uh, got my Hiroshima jersey. Yes. Hiroshima yes. Yeah. So for uh, um, those who had not been paying attention. Uh, Commander Rikasu and myself were in Hiroshima and hang on let me just uh, get the chat into a less obnoxious place I don't mind it being over my face there, there. And yes, you want to you put the attractive people up front soon yes right? yeah uh, best foot forward and all that so let me do yeah, that and I, I guess um why don't you before we before we put the waders on and uh go go diving into the why don't you just tell people i mean i mean you've been here a few weeks now um what what do you what are you making of japan and uh the life here? <laughs> uh i don't know if they're ready to uh to hear the truth about Japan, but um, uh, wow, what an epiphany! Um, now that I've been here for what three weeks, this is a different planet. Like I'm not even on Earth anymore because Japan is is like America when I was growing up, and um. People leave their houses unlocked during the day, sometimes at night. Their cars unlocked. Um, there's no inflation here. Uh, <laughs> mortgage rates are like 0.65%. But 
having connection issues. Just to keep that in mind. No. Um, uh, they don't take take they that don't dongle and and put it somewhere more efficient. You were breaking up, but you were saying about the interest rates being so low and, you know, one of the, I, I, I don't know, tropes, I guess, of Japan is that this, oh, they're, they're economically moribund, etc. And um, you know what? Uh, life goes on. And my, uh, my mic too loud, put it over here. Um, life goes on and... Um, um, Life goes on. Hopefully, if it keeps on going, I'll try to shift other stuff. But, um, but no, the interest rates are six points lower here. So, so one thing is that, um, so there is places in the world where there's not inflation. I went grocery shopping, and it's forty percent less. The average prices, um, and especially with healthier foods like salads, so the vegetables, like uh, like everything that you would want to eat, is half the price at least. And I'm not joking. Except um, fruit. Everybody knows. Except for yes, so except for <clears throat> uh, Starbucks is about the same. Domino's is slightly more expensive. But literally everything else with that and, and some fruit is um, it's on a whole different level. And uh, I've been well, I've been told to <laughs> increase moves. your volume. Give me a second. This is this is good as we're working out the kinks, folks. So um, let me let me try and do that. Uh... <laughs> Thing, the thing I worry this. about is, of course, blasting people's eardrums when you play a clip. But give me a sound check, please, uh, Commander. Yeah. Uh, testing, testing, one, two, three. Um, booty, chicken, tater tots. Let's see, is, is that working? So, I, as far as I can tell, people are complaining about Twitch. Uh, Twitch looks like it's working to me. Um, and rumble seems to be working i don't see any glitches there um let's see chili davra says move to japland then watch them depopulate themselves um but there's plenty of little kids here <laughs> again there's yeah, I, so so this is so yeah let me <laughs> go ahead and answer that uh Let's see. Hmm. So I could now remember I've, I recently I had houses and things. Um, the interest rates are much lower here. The inflation that's being experienced in the West does not exist. Electronics, cars are half the price here. Houses, and I'm going to be like, this is literally the truth because I've been looking. Houses are one sixth. On average, depending on where you are in the United States, they're one sixth the cost. I mean, they might be, 
you know, Japanese houses a little differently, but uh, you know, a fifty-year-old house in the United States it costs five times as much because I, 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 the house that I grew up in was built in nineteen ninety, cost two hundred and seventy grand, and I could buy the same size house here for forty. So, so people can say what they want about Japan having a low birth rate, but they still have a culture. And that's another massive thing that I've noticed is that in addition to all these things, um, they're, they still have a culture and they're not going crazy like we are in the West. So, um, you know what? They'll survive their low birth rate because it's not like they're going to go down to zero. But are we going to survive, you know, 40% inflation over a two-year period along with, you know, hundreds of trillions and unfunded liabilities. I don't know. But the yeah. Japanese are doing it a lot better and they're a lot more prepared for economic instability. And there's also, like you said, they they haven't gone down the insanity drain like the West seems to be doing at the moment. And There's, only, there's only two genders here. Mm. So there's only two bathrooms. Where do you go? Um, and, and once again, they leave people alone. There's gay people here. That, that there's culture and life. And, and in the cities, especially Tokyo, it can be stupendously expensive. But I mean, here in where, where Kevin lives in a suburb, uh, it's incredibly affordable. And you can actually still have a family on one income. Uh, which um, reminds me, folks, uh, I do need that income. Feed the coon, feed the marine, uh, you know where to go. Uh, feed the coon, feed the coon. He's been, he's, the coon's been feeding me while I've been here. Uh, life has been amazing. So, so please feed the coon and, um, and help, help him make up for the drain I, that I've been on his, uh, on his rice. Yeah, uh, collection. So, there's, there's very few people I'd want to share price with in the world, dude. And uh, you're you're up there, so um, we uh, we had a good time. Yeah, I'm I'm thankful, and you know, so um, we obviously went to Hiroshima last week, and um, you know, this was big on the list of things to do. Um, what was your impression? Am I allowed to drink on camera? Yeah. <laughs> I do what I want on camera. I'm, I'm laying off the vape. I can well, feel I, it heavy on my I, chest today. Uh, Marines should not do whatever they want on camera, but I will drink on camera. <laughs> Sorry if that offends people. Um, if that makes us less professional, but uh, at the same time, uh, I'm not a scientist, and uh, I didn't create viruses that murdered millions of people, so... Mm. Mm. Or, or, or countermeasures. So this tastes pretty good. Or countermeasures. So, okay, what were we saying? Oh, yeah, Hiroshima. Um, and obviously, for me, being my job being WMD in the Marine Corps, it, it was important. But also, just for you know, upcoming projects and things that we're doing, it, it's it was incredibly important for me to to, to visit. But when I visited, what I came away with was 
this 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 gut understanding that that what happened in Hiroshima is what happened in Korea. Not exactly, but it, what happened was a paradigm shifting attack, whatever you want to call it. How the virus emerged is kind of irrelevant because what's important is that it's not natural. It was created for bad reasons. And whether it was leaked or it was leaked on purpose, um, the, it was then inflicted, it was allowed to be inflicted upon us. And, um, and it, I, I mean, it's a paradigm shift, but it's, it's very much the same as Hiroshima, except in 1945, we made a point to publicly state what it was, what we had done after we did it. We told the world, this is what we did. And we said, we don't want to keep doing this, but we can if we need to, if we must. And then we did it one more time, and then that was it. And in this case, the paradigm shift has occurred, and they've told no one. And they're actively hiding from us. And the, the, we walked through this museum, because we saw like, there's this big famous building that dome that's directly underneath the, the hypocenter blast, or parts of the structure survived. But there's a museum, and then in the museum there was all these pictures, and in one section juxtaposed with the paintings that were drawn about horrific things like skin falling off bodies and and just horrific things that, that I don't want to say it was an emotional experience for me. But what it, my big takeaway was that we could take those pictures of those tragic, of the horrific images. And we could set them right next to, you know, the pictures of the, of the, of the people in the hospital where they have the gloves filled with water holding the hand, or people hugging um, behind a, a, a plastic barrier or something, or um, just the mass, the mass amounts of, People visiting the crematoriums in Wuhan, or, or or the people who are dying of ventilators in New York City, or Desivere, or whatever it was, or because not only was there that, and they're just as horrific. People need to understand it's just as horrific as what happened in 1945. The difference is that it's hidden, and what's also horrific is that just like Hiroshima. There's short-term effects, and then there are long-term effects. And, and those are just as horrific. And so it was heartbreaking. It really was, because, because I know that what I just said about that juxtaposition is 100% true. And, uh, and so we'll be pondering that more moving forward. But, but it was a powerful, it was a powerful trip. Um, you know what? stood out to me was the young children that were um, being filed through that museum, right? It was school trips. Um, it was primarily, um, I, I would say, 70% young kids, like, I want to say primary. 
Yeah, but you could even say primary school, like nine, eight, nine uh, years old, right? Every everything from everything, excuse me, everything from um, uh, from younger than the show who is with us to to high school, but but I mean that was that was stunning to me because I remember in in the United States we're, we're very careful about showing children very tragic and horrific things. I, I I was telling Kevin that when I was in high school, I think it was a freshman, I was like 13 or 14, and there's this big debate about showing you broke up there, but um, strict. I think I think you were saying Schindler's uh, List. Yeah, Schindler's List. Yes, mm -hmm. it's um. I mean, I, obviously, I can presume that audience knows what Schindler's List is through the Holocaust, very graphic images, and uh, but there is a big debate because there's laws in the United States that say you cannot show this, you cannot show nudity on broadcast television, you cannot show X, Y, and Z. And they made a special uh, dispensation so that way it could be shown. And and my parents, like, and there was even like a warning beforehand, but my parents made a point of having me watch that. You know, I, I was 15, 14, because they wanted me to see the full amount of graphics. And I, I, I was shocked by watching nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds, thirteen-year-olds walking through this museum, viewing images like images of 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 just burned, charred bodies. And, uh, and yeah, um, we, I, I think we're somewhat desensitized uh, these days to um, that type of imagery right uh, it's ironic it's, it's ironic though because because we allow so much in the u.s but we don't show people what what they need to see kind of like when we show videos of, of i mean you call it war but the truth is for people who've never been to war they need to understand that there's a cost and so and all japanese children understand what that cost is and increasingly one of the most horrific things about this paradigm shift in, in warfare is that because they're hiding it kids and adults aren't making this connection they're not realizing how horrific it is and they have to because once they do then they understand why this has to stop and why all this political gamesmanship is just a yeah. Uh, there's a well, the kids are more planted in reality here. I would say, you know, what's what's happening in uh, you know, I I don't know if you saw the clip. I know we're not getting into ODNI. <laughs> it's such a it's such a lame lame report. I'm I mean, actually enjoying the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> No, this is good. And, and, and when we get to it, it's good because when we get to it, people, it'll it'll properly frame just how ridiculous it is. Um, We've seen over the 
I'm going to say it was this weekend, right, where there's they've got parades going on. It was Portland, and they're they're running or marching down the street saying, I don't know, where we're here and we're coming for your children, basically. That was the, the literally the words that they used. And, you know, to not, you know, I saw, I saw people talking about traumatization being um, inflicted yeah. on Japanese children. Um, that's like a 30-minute a, a walk through a historic museum is nothing compared to the uh, overly pervasive and very, very, uh, I would say, psychologically destructive uh, traumatization that's well, happening pervasive, with children. Pervasive, perverse, mm. pornography. Um, but, but why are we desensitizing our children to sex, which they should hold with respect? And desensitizing them to violence when it comes to Call of Duty. But hiding from them the horror of what it actually means to kill someone. Or, or what, what it actually means when somebody creates a biological weapon. It's, it's such a horrific backwards, or I guess reverse uh, perspective. It's the exact opposite of what we should be doing. Um. You know, uh, Chidi Javro in the chat. Um, here's a, here's another thing that the Japanese got right, and uh, I'm going to juxtapose it with uh, the pity fest that um, I could argue Schindler's List is, or where, especially in its repetition. But the um... well, 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 I'll just say that my point in mentioning that was to simply say that people need to understand that there are horrific things that happen. I mean, people can have differences of opinion about what they all mean, but what we're doing is we're desensitizing thing, the wrong things and we're hiding the truth about what happened. Because just like, I mean, just like with, with all those things, there it is complicated. It's not as simple as, as even that movie explains, but, but the whole point is that we're doing it backwards. So and, and the point I wanted to get to was, Japan doesn't sit there um, whinging about it. You know, they've made a little memorial that sits in the center of the city. It's not, um, it's not obtuse. It's not. It's nothing is commercialized at all, right? There's no. Well, I say gift shop. There's a bookstore, right, at the end of the museum where you can <clears throat> literally buy, um, sort of. I don't. Know. I wouldn't call them mementos, but they're um, you can you can buy something to um, peruse if you want to show that you you were there. And um, very understated, very uh, a very um, composed and um, adult way of dealing with uh, this their, their history. In, in this instance. And again, radically different to what you see um, in the Western Hemisphere, from my perspective. And, you know, we could, we could take a, uh, a hint from them in, in that respect. And, you know, it's not the only time I've seen it um, after the earthquake uh, that they got walloped with in 2011. Um, 
they were back at work the next day and the people were out sweeping the streets and um and you know it's just there's a there's a degree of maturity here that has been lost in the west and i think that's been a deliberate maturity maturity is a very good word so I get the people won't be able to see it. Um, but I'll, I'll show you like a, a picture, and it's going to be very hard to see. But then, but it's a person laying on the ground, and um, and once again, the, these were these were paintings that were in the museum, and the explanation is, uh, it's all over for you, so we can't give you any more medicine. And nine year olds saw this, and then. Um, on the opposite page, there's a, and once again, you're not gonna be able to get great images of this, but there's somebody who's laying on the ground. And the caption there is, um, um, cucumbers and daikon radish grater. Um, and, uh, so another translation is, the white is maggots. Cucumbers, grater, and mortar. Uh, yeah, um, a woman with maggots breeding on her body. Maggots fell out from a swollen place on his head. All right, here's a, a, one more. Tens of thousands of flies buzzing around their bodies. And, and kids were taken through this museum, and they, and they, they weren't hidden from any of this. People need to understand that this is real. Uh, I've seen I've, I've seen dead bodies, and um, should kids have to do this? No, but but it happened, and we can't pretend that it didn't happen. Just like we can't pretend that there's seventy four genders, because we we can we can be honest that people have different sexuality and different preferences, but that doesn't mean we have to pretend that the truth is not the truth. And the, the Japanese thus far have done a much better job at being able to discern the difference. That they have. Yeah, and you know, Freddie's put in the chat that um, that clip that was push out, put out by Sasha Naprovia, the guy um, <sighs> Michael Palmer. Um, yeah. There's um, there, there's too many incongruities in his. Um, telling of the the data the only the only thing that made me give pause was the radioisotopes from the lakes but he doesn't give the full reference for that study so it's impossible yeah. to um confirm or deny whether that's real or not and the idea that um one one plane I mean, that's what the historical accounts show. Um, it, it, yeah. I, I think that, um, so. <laughs> and the radiation I burns mean, I mean, in the images are, are very obvious. Yeah. Right. The, yeah, it's not, it's not regular fires. Because like, you see charred, you see skin that was uncovered is charred, and skin that was covered with a thin layer of clothing was not. And that's what happens when you have, you know, gamma radiation or, and beta burns because alpha and beta particles can't penetrate 
even a, a, a piece of paper. So all they can do is just if you ingest them, then they do terrible things. Because that's what fallout is. But but the gamma radiation and the heat from the blast and everything, it, it you can't simulate that by having a firestorm like you did over Tokyo or Dresden or a lot of places. So but when I saw that video, I, I get people wanting to question everything because I'm literally part of a group of people who are questioning something massive right now, a massive conspiracy. So I'm I'm always open question when I watch that video. But when I can tear apart that video as easily as I did as when we were watching it, um, now is not the time for that. We have to figure out, we don't need to know if, if like how many planes hit the towers or whatever. Like other people can look at that if they want. But what we're dealing with now is a paradigm shift like Hiroshima. And yes, were all these things politicized? Yes. Was September 11th politicized? Yes. But, but right now, uh, in September 11th, 2,930-ish people died. And ev that happened every day during the pandemic. And it didn't matter whether it was the virus or the pandemic. Severe, or lack of antibiotics, or lack of steroids, or whatever it was, more people died every day, especially during the peak waves, and just in the United States, than died on all of the September 11th terrorist attacks. We had a September 11th every day, years basically. I mean, not it wavered over time, but. But if you include the long-term deaths, the long COVID, the died sudden, and all this stuff, we're still having the September 11th attacks every single day. But we don't know it because we, do, we don't know what happened because they're hiding it from us. Wow. So, so, so no, Sasha Latikova, she can go down whatever rabbit hole she wants. But not only is that a stupid rabbit hole, it's okay to question. It's okay to question. But if she's sitting here talking about bioweapons, which she knows nothing about, then don't come here and then start questioning nuclear weapons, which she knows nothing about. Because all it does is undermine the argument she's trying to make. And that's the last thing we need right now. I don't know. A good place to wrap that up. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. Question everything right now. Um, and, you know, the... You want, you want to go trying to deconstruct uh, stuff from 80 years ago? I, w I would say you're getting pulled off on a tangent right now, and they're taking your, they're taking right. your eyes off where where they need to be, which is um, paying very, very close attention to the moves that they're making right now. And this is... Well, question everything. Question everything. But part of questioning everything... And part of researching, and part of science, and part of just intelligent inquiry is knowing, is being able to sift through the massive amounts of information and focus on what what's important and what can, what, what there's evidence to support and building off of that. That's all I've done with the watchmaker. And I've had to sift through, I have 900 references there. 
But I've gone through thousands of references to put those references together. So you have to be able to sort the wheat from the chaff, and you're not always going to be right. But thus far, you know, my record's pretty good. Kevin's record is pretty good. He was right from the beginning. So let us help, let us help you sort the wheat from the chaff if you trust us. And I feel like we've earned that trust so far. I like to think so. Uh, the, um, you know, it's it's an are odd. For, are you ready for more uh, sorting of wheat and chaff? Because I know uh, we've got more of that in the show. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm trying to. I'm I'm, I'm almost reluctant to step into that uh, <laughs> DNI report, dude. Um, but uh, I guess we. Um, Let's see, hang on. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna eat, I'm gonna eat a piece of chocolate now too on stream. Yeah, you, you do that. Oh my god! Oh, oh. Uh, Actually, it is, it is terrible because it's from Canada, but it's a different story. Uh, Bob T. The Builder says, "Can I get the raccoon hot dog meme if I donate?" I don't know what the raccoon hot dog meme is, but um, yeah, <laughs> you donate, you can. Uh, you get pushed up the priority list for. Uh, um, things we'll do for you. <laughs> All right, we let me. We do prioritize the shekels. Yes, yes. Um, all right, so we've 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 got a war to fight and uh, needs needs resources. So I might do this. No. Oh, I want to. Yeah, let me just bring this up. Uh, become unsyopable uh, from. Uh, you've been nudged. I thought that was uh, very, very good. Uh, one of the best I've seen in a while. Uh, but uh, let me bring back Charles and let's do this and do this. And let us bring up the ODNI report. Now, if I share screen with you, it it will minimize us on the screen, and that's, that's probably for the best. Uh, but then minimize. you know it just makes the ODNI report um, really uh, really stand out. And you know I don't I don't think we have to donate. Uh, donate. <laughs> Shekels on a, shekels on a brain, bro. But uh, uh, I don't think we have to give so much uh, attention to the um, look. It, it, in my view, is essentially just a rehash of precisely what was said um, a, a year. Well, it's a bit more, a bit more than a year from the last uh, uh, last report. I believe my done. my initial quote. <laughs> I don't know if there's a delay because I can't tell if I'm interrupting you or not. But um. Um, not that it matters because I'm more important, but um, but I believe my exact quote was um, that it would have been less insulting if they'd just taken the first OGNI report from two years ago, literally shit on it, and then just given that to Congress. Because what they did instead was still continue to not talk about 
diffuse, not talking about anything that matters. And they they actually actively sought to diminish their own conclusions from two years ago, which. Oh, it's incredibly frustrating, but, uh, you know, I would, I would say this, should we expect anything less, right? We're looking at the, you're asking the fox to investigate his uh, chicken coop activities and the, um, I'm, I'm not surprised. To put it that way, and you know, the, I, I would I would put put it in the context of the report was released after Blinken went to China. So he was in China. Um, was it beginning? Was it just beginning of last week? Maybe, maybe. Um, um but, I mean, I'm pretty sure he could fight Xi Jinping all the way from DC, but but yes, he did go physically to China. And he was there during the actual deadline. The deadline. So, I, so I'm sure. I'm yeah. wondering how yeah, much. Not, of... Yeah, you're you're breaking up. Realize, and I realize this. I'm not talking much. Okay. Um, the part of the reason they delayed the release was to release it on Friday afternoon in the United States because then it, it skips the news cycle. They drop it at the end of the day, and Friday it's typical. Very typical. But the, I'm just wondering how much he went there and said, look, we've got this report, and we've got this report. And depending on our negotiations here is how, how we move forward. Um, I, could, I could see that being very much... Uh, a strategy that they would play at the moment and they i must imagine in the state department and also well every facet of government right now um must be i was mortified that the fact that they've pushed china and russia so close together and so they they would be looking. It, it's too much of an opportunity not to take, surely. I, 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 I would like to think that they were mortified, but, but it's very clear that this administration in particular doesn't care. I mean, they want the opposite. And I think it's telling that that the agencies... Like you can see that, so Congress unanimously passed this this bill that said, okay, you must declassify the, the intel within ninety days. And um, it's very clear, just like what they did two years ago, that the Biden administration um, is compromised. Now we can speculate as to why that might be. I think we've all got a pretty good idea. You know, it might have something to do with the fact that, that they've taken at least five million, maybe ten million, just from China. And shopping at the same week that all this happens is also when a hundred by an plea deal that is also now made public. So uh, I I think the writing's on the wall with this one. That that the Biden that the Biden administration in particular 
I, I don't think the Democrats really. I mean, they're still protecting Fauci, but but at least they were willing to vote to have this in the first place. Um, but for Biden to come out and throw this crap out is, to me, it's an obvious signal that he's compromised because because Blinken two years ago was the same person at the very beginning of their administration who rejected the World Health Organization report, which he didn't have to do. They could have accepted it, but he rejected it because it was so embarrassing. And in this case, the OGNI just lied to the American public for the second time in a row. And if not for Senator Marshall, like re releasing a statement confirming that the intel specifically said the names of those three researchers, um, we wouldn't have public proof that the intel community lied. But now we know for a fact that they did, once again, just like they did about Diffuse. Just, uh, oh no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, uh, for some reason, the, I was just typing a message in the thing and the stream jumped back to uh, Yasser Arafat and I, was, I thought I triggered it. I was like, hang on a minute, I don't hear that. Uh, but it's just it's just what I see. Sorry, just uh, whilst I'm doing that. Some, someone was just saying about your mic and um, yeah, it's kind of uh, flat, the mic off the headphones. And so we'll we'll think of some other solution for uh next stream um but the i mean i can i can change i can change the input of the, of the microphone to the computer and just keep the sound in the headphones yeah try try that. try that see if it uh improves yeah okay so the microphone uh i don't know if that's any better uh it's clearer a bit of room echo but um not not so bad uh I, I can live with it it's whether whether the people watching find it uh better i can speak softly and still carry a big stick it's okay okay um that that seems okay to me a bit, bit more dynamic um so we'll there, there uh cm uh we we aim to please and uh We've made a change for you on the fly. All right, so I'm going to uh, let's let's just go uh, through the key takeaways. Um, the I think they spent more time just on the formatting of the report than uh, the actual <laughs> report itself. They've got a nice graphic on the front, and uh, it's all it's all laid out, and it's double column. That's correct. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that is correct. Uh, so I, I'll just um... actually, actually, you know, it'd be really good right now is if uh, I can't see the the, the stream, but um, either now or, or like right after, we should pull up the introduction to our diffuse analysis, the drastic did, because I wrote the introduction. And uh, because that tells you far more, it explains more than the, you know, the pathetic paragraph in the first ODNI report. Um, I mean, it might even be more worth it because it's shorter and uh, 
But, but basically, nothing, literally nothing has happened except they've disavowed what little they were claiming before. I mean, I, I don't know, but it's just an option. Uh, well, I'll try to pull up the stream at least. Uh, yeah, if you if, perhaps you should pull it up then and then read through that. And uh, whilst you're pulling that up, I'll just quickly go through the the main points, which is uh, the intelligence community assesses that SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, probably emerged in infected humans through initial small-scale exposure that occurred no later than November 2019, the first known cluster of COVID-19 cases rising in Wuhan. In addition, the IC was able to reach broad agreement on several other key issues. We judged the virus was not developed as a biological weapon. Mm. I'm, uh, I'm sceptical of that claim. Uh, most agencies also assess with low confidence that SARS-CoV-2 probably was not genetically engineered. However, two agencies believe there was not sufficient evidence to make an assessment either way. Finally, the IC assesses China's officials did not have foreknowledge of the virus before the initial outbreak of COVID-19 emerged. This um, this is just a, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is a uh, fop to the public. And um, we, we, there are just outright lies um, in that um, assessment there. And I don't... That is correct. You know, there's, there's a bit here which... Um, should probably uh, read it out. So, four IC elements and the NIC assess with low confidence that the initial SARS-CoV-2 infection was most likely caused by natural exposure to an animal infected with it or a close progenitor virus, a virus that probably would be more than 99% similar to SARS-CoV-2. These analysts give weight to China's official lack of foreknowledge, the numerous vectors for natural exposures and other factors. And... I'm hoping you've got your document up and uh, you can send a link. To oh, booty cooties. Uh, well, yeah, I, I can definitely link you. Give me one second. Like, I was distracted. Your, your, your dulcet tones were distracting me as you're explaining the awesomeness. Uh, okay. But, but so seriously, all you have to do is uh, I'm going to send you the link and uh, like it's, there's like a cover page and let me first of all let me get back what do we i don't even know where we are on are we on zoom oh uh, yeah i'll send it through skype okay I'll, I'll send it through skype because i don't have zoom up on this computer but um uh yeah yeah so if you if you open just if you just like put the first page up and uh uh, so there's description. Just the description. So just the description. Yeah. Okay. So actually, you know what? You can you can pull it up, but I want to read it. Okay. Okay. Because, well, because I mean, I wrote it, even though no one knew it at the time. Please um, knock knock yourself out. Yeah. So I get my, I get my narrative uh, my narrative chops going here a little bit. Um, da -da -da. Oh, where is it? Oh, there it is. Context and summary. <clears throat> Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Okay. So, these leaked documents describing bat research proposed by EcoHealth Alliance should be considered in the following context. 
on August 27th, 2021. And oh, by the way, let me know if, if the sound is terrible or, or whatever. But, no, it's, it's um, good. On August 27th, 2021, the U.S. intelligence community issued a 502-word summary of the conclusions drawn up by the joint investigation ordered by President Biden in May. Conspicuously absent from the brief statement were any indications that the evidence presented in testimony to Congress had been part of the intelligence community analysis, at least not in the unclassified version that was released. And there I'm referring to what Dr. Quay said and what David Asher said and what others presented back in testimony in the summer of 2021. <clears throat> the lifting of the gain-of-function moratorium late 2017 via the Potential Pandemic Pathogen Care and Oversight Framework, P3CO, has allowed gain-of-function research with SARS-like coronaviruses to resume with very few practical limits. In particular, the absence of clear definitions of gain-of-function, creative interpretations of the guidelines, and rather discretionary decisions to refer research projects or not, contributed to reducing the effectiveness of that framework despite the fact that other agencies of the U.S. federal government actively maintained the gain-of-function standards, like, uh, you know, Department of Defense, actually, in this case. Drastic Risk Group became aware of documents which show that EcoHealth Alliance, in concert with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, were looking towards implementing an advanced human pathogenicity bat-cove research project that clearly qualifies as gain-of-function, and a grant proposal submitted to a funding proposal call by the by DARPA in the spring of 2018. The EHA WIV proposal named Diffuse was ultimately rejected for full funding, in part because it skirted the gain of function guidelines. In other words, here's the key part. In other words, a branch of the federal government had already judged aspects of EcoHealth Alliance's research and the corresponding shared research plan with the WIV is falling under the definition of gain of function, only for Fauci to approve similar work without P3CO review. In particular, the P3CO framework is designed to allow greater flexibility for vaccine development. And in June of 2018, so three months after, after it was declined, the NIH's Vaccine Research Center expanded its existing partnership with Moderna to include full-scale research into a pan-coronavirus vaccine platform. EHA repeatedly took advantage of this flexibility uh, to continue their work with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And then the, re and the rest of it, we talk about basically how we highlight what they did in this proposal. But the bottom line is, is that we talked about if you're in a cleavage site, we talked about DC sign, we talked about the, all the evidence that makes this document proof, literal proof of intent. I've said it before, but mens rea. Proof of intent. So 50% of what it takes to prove that a crime has been committed in an English common law court, which is what most of the world has that, or, or French, the French version. Um, so we already have proof that they wanted to create a virus just like SARS-CoV-2. And the Intel community didn't mention it, even though 
it was found on their servers, where it had been placed, as Major Murphy stated in writing in his IG complaint, the diffuse proposal had been placed on the top secret, like the top level, top secret classified server, JWIX, during the 90-day window that the intelligence community was supposed to be gathering intelligence. But then it wasn't discussed. And now here we are, two year, almost two years later, and they didn't discuss it again. And they disavowed some of the statements that they made in that 502 word, because I counted each word, the 502 word document that they released in August of 2021. So once again, now we, for a second time, have public proof that they lied to Congress. And now, since Congress passed a law, they are they have defied Congress, which has oversight over the intelligence agencies. So, so we don't even really have to read any more of what they wrote because they literally went even further than they had the first time in trying to distance themselves from this. But the biggest difference is that they didn't even blame China. They basically gave China a pass. After two years ago saying, and for spending two years saying, oh, well, it's all China's fault. So what does that mean? That means that the administration in charge of the intelligence agencies uh, is beholden to China. And that's it. There's, there's nothing else to say. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, there's the issue around the first cases. So that in the lead up to the report, obviously we had um, articles breaking, um, pointing at uh, Ben Hu, uh, the, or the WIV researcher. And right. um, the chief, chief lieutenant of, of uh, Xi Jingli, who was in charge of one of the sections underneath her virology section, who had in 2017 as Alex Washburn and and you know and Tony and Valentine as they explained as they discovered and and described um, they found the same chimeric construction in SARS-CoV-2 in 2017 papers by Barrick and in a Chinese only published paper by the WIV the same basic chimeric construction. And here, the, our own intelligence agency director, Avril Haynes, is pretending that her own evidence doesn't exist. Well, um, but I don't have any other words. <laughs> I don't have any other words. It's the same. Uh, I have a good mind to play the uh, clip of that dude, if I could find it, reading off all the names of uh, dual nationals. I'll keep this one tame. For, I'm, uh... I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that Avril Haines is also compromised, but her boss obviously told her to torpedo Congress's own request, a unanimous request. And... So even if the Democrats only agreed for political reasons because they knew that this was going to happen, it was still a unanimous request, and under separation of powers. Biden, first of all, Biden doesn't control the intelligence agencies. He controls the military. 
but Congress has direct oversight of the agencies. So they're basically, they're defining the law passed by Congress uh, to protect the administration. And, you know, it's, it's, it's indicative of the fact that they've, I, I would argue they feel that they've got the, well, our arguments contained on the internet, right? Social media, etc. Um, you know, there's, it, it, you, you keep bumping into the same people, you keep, um, I'm, I'm not saying their arguments per se are bad, but they have it contained with respect to it being able to filter out to a greater mass of the public who would ask questions. And, and again, reflexively, you saw the press, what, what did pick it up, um, unquestioned, it, it did it unquestioningly. And the, um, it's the same playbook that we've seen time and time again. And if, yeah. like I say, all the, all the time that you keep allowing them to get away with, with pulling these same tricks. And I don't, I hate, I hate to think we've reached uh, the activation of the second amendment, but when you're, uh, when you're governing bodies are not not doing what they're supposed to do um what what choice do the people have because they've shown that they they just consider you nothing but um well cattle would be putting it kindly um i agree with uh, that jester in the chat start building guillotines um someone needs to well well uh it like I said, it's been interesting to be here in Japan for a few weeks and to see, because I, I mean, because now I can, it's obvious to me, you know, when Kevin talks about certain things um, that are happening over in America, like it's, it's so blatantly obvious <laughs> that we're so, we're so messed up. We're so caught up in, in all these things. And, um, and I think that, that what you're seeing right now with the presidential politics heating up is, is you're seeing people, the deep state is terrified because with Biden, they could control him. They're seeing that he's not going to win. He's not, they're not, well, what they really see is that they're not going to be able, he's, he could lose so badly that they won't be able to push him over the line. would be my, just my, observation um and so they're like i just saw a news story today where they're, they're now they're like scrambling to try to get Kevin newsom from the Cal governor of california to run and uh ron DeSantis has already said yeah go ahead and run and i agree with ron DeSantis in this case because um what is what is gavin newsom going to run on the fact that that people are trying to escape that a million people, well, more than half a million, it should be a million by now, that almost a million people have escaped his his state in three years since the pandemic started. And they've moved to Texas or they've moved to Florida. So he's Gavin Newsom is going to lose that argument. I think they're terrified. And I think 
uh, I think that something that I said you know, like a month ago, which is that whatever happens with RFK, what he's done is he's he's upset the apple cart in the Democratic nomination. He's more importantly, he's bringing all these discussions to light, which you know I know that we're going to cap off with at the, at the very least, but but he's also he he's he's one of the only Democrats who whose name recognition is so great. He might be the only one whose name recognition is so great that he's going that they cannot completely suppress him, even though they're trying. And now you have you know Jack Dorsey endorsing him. You've got Joe Rogan having hundred million people watching his podcast with him. Um, Elon Musk giving him a platform. I mean, it, it it's they're they're terrified because all this bullshit that they're doing, like with this OGNI report and everything, they've only been able to get away with it because they did control the presidency. And and that's why they tried so hard to get rid of Trump, because they couldn't control him. And so they couldn't control his messaging. So they had to destroy him. And I, I mean, I think I think they're terrified because whether it was Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump or RFK, every choice is infinitely better than Biden, because none of those three will be controlled by the deep state. Uh, uh, they the might be taking it a little, but, little too far in there. I mean, I mean, you you never know, you never know. I mean, but I'll I'll put it this way: anything could be better. <laughs> we may not get everything that we want, but literally, Gavin Newsom would be better than than. Uh, I can't Biden. I can't think of a. Perhaps you can. Is, is there any sort of? historical point where the, the the institutions of the United States have been dragged so low as they have been in the last, especially the last two years, two and a half. But the, um, it's, it, it really seems to have uh, accelerated. The quickening is upon us as uh, the Biden crime syndicate has managed to. It's, a, it's ironic that you said quickening because because they're so pro-abortion. But um, um, but yes, <laughs> but yes, the Biden crime syndicate is being exposed. Ukraine is being exposed. Um, they're 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 not retreat. They're not in full retreat. They're in full uh, damage control mode right now mm-hmm. because they thought they had control, and and they're losing it. They're terrified. I don't um I don't know beyond beyond people voting I mean if if the the votes are not um in favor but for a new presidency in the next and um, what are we now um 14 months away No a bit more than that The re- the reason why the the reason why they were able to do what they do with Trump is because they could, it, they knew they could get it close enough that if they needed to nudge it in one direction that they could. And of course, we, we already know, Robert Epstein has already proven that 
the, the Google manipulations uh, shift millions of votes. I mean, this is not like, I mean, and he's been on Joe Rogan. That's a great episode, actually. It's, it's a couple years old now, but, um, and actually that was, um, Robert Epstein was able to fund his research into like how Google manipulates these things because of an appearance on, um, oh, geez, on, uh, oh God, I can't remember his name now, the uh, Glenn Beck. So, you know, wow. so once again, Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck, his, his uh, supporters raised a lot of money that allowed that stuff to go. So I got to give credit where it's due. Um, but the bottom line is, is that I think that the situation we're in right now is that the reason they're terrified is because it, it, it gets to a point where, where they can't fudge it, where they can't nudge it, where, where it, because it, it, you can only be covert for so long. And um, so if it, if it wasn't a close election, then they couldn't play this game. And that's what they're terrified of. That's, that's ultimately what terrifies them. Um, I haven't seen much from DeSantis in the last, everything's been obviously RFK. I did find um, Trump's reading of uh, Biden's, Hunter Biden's um, emails quite uh, hilarious as he was describing the, um, well, it seems like a some some interaction with some Chinese body. I'm not sure who, but uh, they're literally demanding money and uh, Trump is basically um, ripping him apart, saying, you know, he's acting like a tough guy. On Biden, the crack, uh, crack and porn addicted wastrel. Uh, it's... I mean, he's, he, he's good at commanding the, uh, he's good at commanding the attention. My, my biggest problem with Trump, the reason why he's number three in my list right now is because, um, well, because he needs to come out publicly and accept that he was wrong about the vaccines. And he needs to do it because we have to go over those people, go, go to those people and hold them accountable during the next administration because it's not going to happen now. And we have to have a president who's going to do that. We just have to. And, and I, I say, I'm not a one issue guy. I'm a conservative. Okay. I'm, I'm more conservative than Trump, but, but this is the defining issue of our time. This is the paradigm shift. And, and so we don't have a choice. And he, I, I think he runs away with it if he does that. And it's not just that it's just going after Fauci because Ron DeSantis and, and RFK they're going after Fauci. They're going after the whole gamut, like the lockdowns, the vaccines, the you know everything. And um, and Donald Trump is not, which is bizarre because Donald Trump is the president who is lied to by Fauci. Right, you've and I can prove it. So, uh, yeah, you're uh, back. You're back. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, so, so yes, it's um, it's bizarre to me because because Trump can weaponize it in ways that the others can't, because he can show that okay, 
yes, he's an arrogant asshole, but he he was also a victim of Fauci, just like everybody else was. And he's he's not weaponizing it because he's because he doesn't want to touch the vaccine issue, and he's wrong. He's just wrong. Uh, let's see. There's uh, a couple of um, comments. So, CM says, I read that Hiroshima was not nuked, but was rather carpet bombed to oblivion with napalm. Is this possible? Oh, God. Well, napalm didn't exist. <laughs> I mean, sure. Anything is possible, but napalm didn't exist. And, uh, and like I said, when you see the burn patterns and, and, and the things, you can compare those easily with, with, you know, Vietnam or, or with Dresden or, or other places that were carpet bombed or Tokyo, uh, or Nagoya, actually, Nagoya, which is, well, I don't know if I want to give away everything about it. I think everybody knows you're in Japan. Um, but Nagoya is a city of 10 million people, and it was carpet bombed. And um, I think the Japanese can tell the difference between one bomb and thousands of them, and one plane and hundreds of them. Um, so, uh, let's see. Love Yashua says, I heard RFK was on the flight list as well. Is that true? Why are we talking about this? So, yes, he is in the Little Black Book. Um, I, there's no getting he around is. Any, any of that, right? But as as of this moment, we are, I, I would argue, <laughs> we've got we to gotta move forward on some critical issues. And what, one of those is, well, we'll, we'll it's probably a good segue, into the next um, section, which, which um, is about this um, technology. The, the, and as we discussed at the beginning, it's paradigm-shifting technology where they literally have the molecular capabilities to pull off ever more um, sophisticated forms of biowarfare attack. And the... I'll let him bring up the the topics, but um, uh, if if it takes RFK to raise those issues, um, I'm I'm prepared because show me someone who isn't linked right now with that network. Right, that was a very sophisticated, um, well-oiled, probably the wrong metaphor to use, but. Um, it, it had penetrated into anything and everything. And so expecting some divine heavenly light to come out of the political arena is naive at this point. And we have our backs against the wall and we need to be able to drag the conversation into these domains. And if you'd said to me even a few months ago that you'd have had someone openly discussing in a presidential race the issues of uh, of bio-warfare, um, I, I wouldn't have believed you. But now here we are. And so we've managed to, uh, for that, we've, you know, I'm, I would argue till there's um, more. And I've, like I say, I've done multiple streams looking at RFK. I've had John Brisson on talking about, and John Brisson is a bit of a subject matter expert in this domain and um like i said there's show me someone who isn't right show me someone who ticks every box 
right now and you you will not find it and for from my perspective we have to walk back the escalation that's gone on over the last few years where we're literally well you know <laughs> I, I think probably nukes are real and this type of posturing that we're seeing right now is uh should concern everybody because look um all of you listening to this thinking you're gonna you're gonna tough out uh <laughs> your grid going down yellow yellow shite it once the internet goes off and you're you're in such an unstable societal inflection point right now that it would it, it would be chaos you wouldn't get a a uh, few posters going up saying uh, "Keep calm and carry on." Uh, it would be uh, every every low life for themselves, and it would be it would be very well, very devastating. I, uh, I do want to address this for many reasons, um, because a uh, this is one reason why I think JC's purity tests are so stupid. Well, because first of all, I mean his boss isn't perfect, and his boss was my boss. Okay. Uh, I'll address that elf in the room. I don't care. Uh, I don't agree with Robert F. Kennedy on on every political position that he has. Um, yes, is it, you know, am, am I a little, could I be biased because he called me up on my personal cell phone on April 15th last year and asked me to work for him? Yes. And I did work for him. I don't now. I would gladly work for him again. I've had, uh, I won't say who, but I had somebody whom, whose name people would know who recommended me to, um, to Ron DeSantis' team. Okay. I've got, I just had got a message from somebody who knows somebody who may be in a future Trump administration who, who's watching the things that I'm doing. Once again, I'm not doing these things because um, I'm, I'm trying to get attention or get some future position because if I was, I, w- I would have done everything I could to stay with children's health defense. Um, but they're not a terrible organization. I, I know that RFK's past. I, I watched uh, John's streams that, that he had with, with Kevin and I can't say that they're right or wrong and, it, and it's irrelevant. Okay. But I want you to understand is that I'm an imperfect human being. I made mistakes. Kevin has made mistakes. He's more imperfect than I am, but um, but nobody's perfect. RFK, he has these connections. I don't know what they mean, and we and we should we should be holding people. We should be doing our due diligence with everybody who comes on the stage. Absolutely, and I will never fault for people for questioning that ever. I disagree with Kevin on various issues. But he's allowed to have his opinions and he's allowed to argue his points, specifically because we have free speech, which is what we're trying to hold on to. So I, I what I don't want people to do is think that that my vision is clouded because, you know, because Children's Health Defense paid me for six months. No, I'm, I'm not going to turn away any hypothesis. I watched Sasha Ladapova's video that she posted about that one dude about the bomb on Hiroshima. It was wrong. It was stupid. But I still listen to the arguments. So, um, so yes, I don't. The, I, your audience is smart, and I think they understand. But I just want to clarify that 
that our eyes are open. Our eyes are wide open. And we're taking all this in just like you are. And what, what did I say earlier? I said we have to sort the wheat from the chaff. And right now, RFK Jr., like Ron DeSantis, he's sorting the wheat from the chaff, and he, he's talking about the things that really matter to all of us and to the, into the coming near future. So um, it, if, if I see things that I disagree with, then I'm going to call them out. But right now, he's fighting on our side in our fight. And I, I, I support him just like I support Ron DeSantis. I haven't endorsed anybody. This isn't about a political endorsement. This is about holding people accountable for millions of dead people who shouldn't be dead. And anybody else who disagrees with that can eat a fucking dick. And not, so, anyway. not, not just all the dead people, right? There are so many people that have had their just lives shattered through loss of Absolutely. business, loss of health. The, the list goes on and it, on. It's not, it's, it's not over. It's not over. And we know that. Mm. We know that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm here fighting this fight with Kevin right now in Japan because I know how important it is. And because I want what's best for you, just like you want what's best for you. And if that means that I that I have to go back someday and I have to say, you know what, I made a mistake, and I'm willing to do that. Um, and you know what? There's people on our side who aren't. I don't have to name them because you know who they are. But but I will do everything I can to do what's right. And if and I make I, a mistake, I'll own up to it. I've, I've spent a lot of time talking about this issue as well, which is purity tests can get you into um, – that they can limit your ability to be um, functional and operational because you you end up navel gazing and um, you've you've got to be able to overcome the obstacle that's being put in front of you right now and then when you get to get past that obstacle then maybe your particular um, hobby horse will get into the lead and we can begin addressing those issues right now but until we start winding back the uh, the militarization of civic society the um well, the rampant war profiteering that's um that we're seeing right now i don't everything else will will fall you just get stuck uh, with even worse in the, in the coming years and um we have we have to do it now or, uh, you know, our kids are going to have an even harder job. And if it's like, just take 9-11 as your bookend, right? The, what, what's happened in historic times, there's literally nothing we can do about it except discuss them, hopefully amicably and heatedly sometimes over... Pretend uh, they don't exist or pretend they don't exist. It pretend it was mustard gas, you know, but, but I'm a historian. So, so when I see people who are questioning the past, it's okay. I historians are biased. I was, I was in a minority being a conservative studying history. Even ancient history is, is manipulated. However, um, we, we have to be able to sort from the wheat from the chaff. And right now, the chaff is arguing over what happened at Hiroshima and saying that it was mustard gas. 
Or saying there were no planes in 9 11. Going back to that hobby horse. Well, I mean, maybe, who knows? Like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Like, we have bigger fish to fry, you know? And, you know, Um, maybe we'll get into those records, you know, the full unredacted records at some point, and we can settle that historic question once and for all. Um, But right now, there's more immediate stuff to really focus on that literally has, uh, it's got, your name on it with respect to the harms that it wishes to take out of you and they've taken a massive swipe out of or or at you and your loved ones over the in the in recent memory right that that literally literally the 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 blood and the fluids are still fresh on the walls they haven't dried yet and your um like I say, you, you can get caught up on um, historical uh, nuances and takes, uh, purity tests. Um, if, unless something, and like I say, you, you, you've got to have been seen to have done something at this point. point. And if, if, after you having done something, then you've left with no other choice but to uh, grab pitchfork and torch, then you can say that you did do everything that was uh, openly available to you right now. And so with that, what I will do is I will quickly share the screen so you can uh, listen to the next bit of this speech. So this didn't get much coverage um, for what RFK was doing. Now, Greta... I want to say she was on Fox News, right? She used to be on Fox News. She is. She is. She's on News. Yeah, she is on Newsmax now. And I'm not sure what Newsmax is, but um, it's a it, it's a conservative channel. More conservative now than Fox. So, um, there's a five minutes of interview prior to this section that myself and Charles want to focus on and in it i would say that he's holding a policy position that i find um i want to say yeah well he's talking my type of language where he's talking about de-escalating the wars that we find ourselves in and repositioning ourselves so that we we don't allow ourselves to um get pulled down these terrible terrible political and state level decisions and he's using his um his family's past as a um as an example of how to do and not do the uh, the the approach with other countries and i i don't have any argument with him in that respect um i don't know if you wanted to add anything to that bit charles no, let's kick it. All right, so let's this. On an economic landscape, and we can prevail. You hear that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah. Do you worry about this? Yeah. I mean, what we've, what we've just talked about is there's a hardware war. I mean, you know, we're sell, we sell weapons all over the world. And, and, you know, and I realize everyone's sort of building up, uh, you know, different countries building up. But what, what I worry about is, is a WMD like a virus, like a gain of function. Something, do, you, do you worry about that? Because I see that as sort of the next, the next big fight because, you know, those viruses don't see any borders. And, uh, and they're relatively cheap to do this gain of function. I mean, it's just so, you know, that's what I worry about more than the big hardware. Yeah, you're exactly right. And we know that the Chinese are developing ethnic bioweapons, bioweapons that are designed to attack people of certain racial types. And, the, and we're doing the same thing. We've been collecting Chinese DNA We've been collecting Russian DNA specifically for that. It, it, this arms race is a catastrophe. I'm going to stop it there. So um, there's that's a massive statement to be for a presidential challenger who's up there and isn't a splinter group talking about. And, you know, I guess we could all want more out of this particular statement and i know where i would go with um who else is doing that type of work and who else has a historic um fingerprint of that type of work but now the discussion is on the table right now and i i would be um remiss in saying that he's he's articulating the right things right now and you know it doesn't doesn't matter whether he gets into the office or not at the moment now the discussion is being had now the others have to respond to what he's saying now i don't know what trump would say to this i don't i, I don't barely know desantis um but what we're not seeing is we're not seeing the current incumbent and the deep state trying to approach this this topic this is this has flown under the radar i would say with respect to what has been put out with coverage it's all been hotels vaccines etc and that's a that's a minuscule topic compared to what he's talking about right now um yeah i just want to add in there the fact that um specifically he said I don't know if I'm responsible for this or not. Um, I didn't. I don't remember if I talked directly with him about this particular issue, but I did write about it uh, as we were working on his book that's coming out. Like it was something that was being discussed in the background, and so. Um, but the fact that he said that he talked about ethnic bioweapons, and he said specifically Chinese, and but more specifically. Russian genetic information. Now, I believe personally that that is why these Ukraine biolabs exist. That's why these Georgian biolabs exist, where they exist, because they could exist anywhere. They could be in Antarctica. But if you want to hone something to a specific geographical area, to a specific um, uh, genetic population, you want as much of that genetic population material as possible. And in this case, the, uh, I mean, I, 
and and once again, I love America. I was a WMD expert. There was there was no reason after after the uh, the the biological threat reduction program like transitioned these labs into medical facilities. They could have been done with that fifteen years ago in all these former Soviet republics. Okay, the stuff that, that Callahan and others used to work on. They didn't need to be there. And so, however, if you wanted to target a certain population, then you would need to have access to that genetic information. And what really concerns me is that there's few other reasons that I can think of that, that we would be there at that point. It's because it's, it's, it's on Russia's border, it's provocation for them. It's completely unnecessary. Do that research in Atlanta. Do that research on the moon. But why would you do it on the border of a country and inside a country that's not part of NATO and try to piss off the Russians even more? Putin is a thug. He's a criminal. We, we knew this 20 years ago. So why, so why is the United States and NATO giving him actual justified reasons to be concerned, justified reasons to be able to go to the United Nations. The last thing you want to do is give a dictator a decent excuse for anything. But that's exactly what we're doing. And as an expert, what what seems most likely to me is that, is that we don't need to test anthrax in the Ukraine. We don't need to test... Crimean Congo fever. We've already got the virus. So if if they want to play this game, they need to answer the question for us, why were they there and not somewhere else? And they've never done that. So until they do, it's it's only logical to assume that they were there because they wanted access for genetic targeting purposes. I have to assume that as an expert. Um, the the same. I mean, I would just add that the um, it it goes beyond the civilian population as the target. The the way that this warfare works nowadays is that you have to get as complete a picture of the biome and virome of the battlefield on which you're intending to to fight, and you want to make your agent as stealthy as possible and so you try to make it as close as possible to those um to that uh repertoire of, of yeah. genetic well, material and, well and, and one more thing I, I know that we're we're interjecting a lot here but but this is such a key point for people to understand that it's not it's not just the united states okay it's it's not um it's israel <laughs> it's russia it's other countries in the west and it's China. Why do you think that China was so interested in American genetic information, but was refusing to allow access to that same genetic information from Western researchers? And they have been for decades. Like the biggest, the biggest sequencing like data, databases outside of Los Alamos and in Cold Spring Harbor are, guess what? They do a lot of the sequencing for Ancestry.com, they do it in China, at BGI, at, at, um, at Beijing 
which is like Beijing genetics, something or other. Uh, why do you think they're doing that? They're doing it for a reason. And it's the same reason, more, more than likely, that we're in Ukraine and Georgia. And it's not a good reason. And, and oh, and, and guess what just happened last week? Ancestry.com was bought for $4.7 billion by BlackRock. So you can read into it whatever you want, but there are no innocent people here. And since the, at least the 1980s, the United States and Israel have been engaged in this type of research. And at least since, uh, well, I, I don't, well, I don't remember what's classified and what's not. We know that the Chinese have been doing the same research as well. So that's the context in which we need to listen to what he's saying right now. Because just that sentence, what Kevin said, the fact that this is being talked about at all is incredibly important. Because he, he, even though we we don't know exactly where the virus came from, we know that they were all doing this research. Yeah. And the, the worst thing about it was that they were wrapping it in the cloak of um, yeah, academia and uh, the, the institutional research but no these were these that was a thinly flaking coat of paint um underneath something that has a far far darker shadow and goes far far further back into into time with respect to these weapons programs and these people have to understand this and i, I would at, at this i don't think that we need the digital panopticon and the tyranny that they're talking about to get this kind of stuff under control. I would make the argument that the sequencing technology is such that you can probably pick most of this stuff out um, very, very quickly should someone try to deploy it. Look, look at how quickly it got broken down that SARS had peculiarities to it that it didn't it didn't fit what they were trying to force feed you over the over well, not just mainstream um, media, but um, across across all communication channels. And it, this has to like, I, I don't know this and protection of your kids from um, degenerate woke uh, predators it, is the two primary um, discussions to be had. In this in this cycle and if we don't do it we're well it will be, people will start taking their own um courses of action that could be um equally uh, as <laughs> i was gonna say it'd just be the <laughs> tyranny it would be an excuse for bringing more tyranny onto you Oh gosh! I, uh, well, I have to interject here because I'm reading the chat now, which I should never do during a stream. Uh, so, so something about Rixie in a kimono. Well, first of all, I would look good in a kimono. Uh, they're saying, "Oh, Charles," they're saying I'm too quiet. Oh, oh, never mind. They're just talking about my voice. Uh, Rixie suffering the ultimate jet lag. Rule number one: no pedos. Um, well, I mean, no. Rule number one is is staying alive, um, because you know. That's, I mean, that's how nature works. Uh, I mean, no pedos is a good rule. But but once again, we don't know exactly 
<laughs> the background is everybody. So I'm not here to defend or, or deny anything. I'm just here to say that this is about priorities. And you can disagree with my priorities, but my number one priority remains the same, which is justice for millions of dead people and billions of injured people. So um, uh, that doesn't mean I have to make compromises, but uh, I'm going with the best information that I have when it comes to um, the stuff that I do. Uh, let's see. Uh, da -da -da. I, I don't know why somebody said something about a kimono, but that's interesting. Um, I probably would look really good. Oh, oh let's see. Upregulate Charles. Oh, no, he's talking about my voice. That, 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 Charles are early, early, early um, comments. Uh, yeah, we yeah, I know, them. but I'm enjoying it. Um, Charles expresses fuck in that turtleneck. Got dayum. What a Chad. A Chad? I look like a Chad. It's not a turtleneck. <laughs> I, I'm just not Japanese. So, so my, this is a Japanese shirt. Mizuno. So so it fits a little bit differently. You know. So or I'm just in pretty good shape, uh, you know. But since but since you called me a Chad, I'm gonna put on my Hiro Hiroshima jersey here. Will that make you feel better? All you turds? Anyway. Uh yeah, let's continue. Continue with the video. Okay. You know, in nineteen sixty-nine, we we had developed by then nuclear equivalency with bioweapons so we could eliminate the same numbers of people with bioweapons at i think 29 cents a death they calculated the defense department was and the cia calculated at that time and president nixon did the most extraordinary thing he went to fort dietrich and he said we are unilaterally ending the bioweapons arms race we are giving up all of our bioweapons we're going to destroy them we're going to disable the capacity at Fort Detrick, and we're not going to make them anymore. And three years later, almost all the nations on the earth signed a charter stopping bioweapons production. And, and the, the problem was the CIA continued to do secret bioweapons production in our country. The Russians found out about that and rejigged their program. And then after 2001, we passed the Patriot Act, which reopened the arms race, which basically canceled out Nixon's 1979 agreement treaty and launched a new bioweapons arms race, and everybody else in the world is doing it. In it. And I, I think he means 69, not 79 there. Um, just, That's uh, correct. It would be 1969. Um, and the impacts, as you point out, Greta, are horrific. We need to stop it. We need to go all, to all those nations and we need to say to them, let get rid of all the bioweapons. I'll give you one other issue that is really frightening to me is AI. Um, you know, Elon Musk said AI, first it's going to take our jobs, then it's going to kill us. We cannot allow the uncontrolled development of AI around the world. We need to be negotiating with Russia, with the Chinese, with the Iranians. We need to stop the wars, stop the saber rattling, and negotiate directly with them to figure out how we are going to have treaties in place that control this out-of-control AI development that is an existential threat to all of us. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say to you before I said goodbye, I wanted to come back and talk about AI because I'm working on, on many more things related to AI in terms of, of covering this news. So I know you have a foreign, a foreign policy speech tonight, so good luck with that. But I do want you to commit to coming back. Yeah, so it's it's just it's just the end there. And, you know, I would. Um, the AI stuff as well um, ranks up there um, right now. It's still 
it's somewhat abstract, but you know, it wasn't so long ago that we were talking about machine learning finding forty thousand new combinatorial agents that were um, that could be weaponized, etc. These are um, where the threshold is coming down. Where, for whatever reason, that Nixon decided to say that they were abandoning um, offensive biological warfare and I have no doubt that they just went and wrote defensive everywhere um, afterwards as Nick has described um, that's correct the um, unless the conversation is had now then every, everything else is You're running. You're running towards a, 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 at great speed to a very, very solid brick wall headfirst, and um, the consequences of that are um, disturbing, to say the least. And well, and I'll throw this out because I know that if uh, John uh, uh, Brisson was here, I, I haven't heard very many of the. Like, streams that he's been on, but one thing that he would talk about is, what was Jeffrey Epstein trying to do? What was he so interested in? He was interested in his genetic stuff. He was interested in, in the advances in science and, and AI. That's what he was funding. And so he was he was turning his twisted um, pedoship towards these scientists and towards these politicians in order to, to have a foothold in there as well. And so it doesn't really matter if it's Klaus Schwab or Jeffrey Epstein or, or, or China or the U.S. or whatever it is. They're all trying to manipulate this crap for, for wrong reasons. And so the fact that, uh, that yes, RFK is a checkered past. I mean, I got a checkered past. I'm not in a black book. But you know what? RFK is calling out exactly what Jeffrey Epstein was trying to fund. And how many other people are doing that right now? Not very many. So okay. once again, you're not gonna, you're you're not going to get perfect. You're not. I don't expect perfection right now. The world is a dumpster fire. We just need water. Okay. We we don't need perfection. We just need water to put out the fire first. We need to make sure that that twenty years from now that it's our morality and our ideals that that are in charge as we move into this crazy-ass future that we're moving into. we the, the worst possible thing is for humanity to move into whatever future we're moving into. With well, I, I would say with the same reprobates that we've got right now running things. Exactly. And, um, you know, there's it, it seems to me that... That's the, what matters. The, the systems seem somewhat... Well, as you say, they're, they're they're very much on the defensive with respect to RFK. Okay, that's uh, from from where we are. We're so low down on the totem. <laughs> For us, an immense, uh, it it matters not in their mind what what we're doing. I could sit here all day raging at a camera, reading papers to you, and Charles could do the same. And we're not gonna we're not gonna move the the needle beyond background um, noise. And uh, this, is, this is the discussion that I want taking place. I think it's the most important discussion. And yeah, 
if he gets in, hold his feet to the fire about making sure that every country, there's, we can't have ambiguity around this type of technology anymore. It has to, it has to be transparent. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, it's, uh, it, everyone's got to put their cards on the table and, um, you know, there's a. Well, right. And, and I, here's what I would say. Um, you know, one of the things that they say is, okay, well, you know, the president's just a salesman, you know, the face of two minutes of hate. There's something to be said for that. Okay. But who, who hates the establishment more Trump or RFK? Well, I know the answer to that. Why? Because um, when, when I, after he'd asked me to come work for him, but before I was actually starting to work for him, I had I had written an article based off a lesson that I taught my son about um, South America, and it included videos about from Martin Luther King and, and RFK Jr. and JFK. And once again, this is I, I taught this lesson a year before I wrote an article about it, and and I sent that to him because uh, what. But, I just happened. I had I've been writing it on D Day, January or June sixth of last uh, well, twenty twenty two, and I didn't know until like I actually didn't publish it that day for a reason, and it's because I discovered that that was actually the day that his dad died. His dad was shot on June 5th of, of 1968, right after the California primary. And then uh, he died the next morning. And RFK was at his bedside. Um, and so I wrote an article about it. And that, But that article had been part of a lesson that I taught my son the year before. And I emailed him and I, and I, and I said, hey, you know, I emailed him after a few days. I said, hey, basically, I, I didn't know this at the time. But but I now know what happened on, on, on June 6th. And so I want you to read this article because I know that you're, I mean, JFK was, and RFK were very famous for, even though they were imperfect people, they, you know, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to lift America back up and, and, and maintain a standard of morality that, you know, they, to be honest, they didn't necessarily always keep them to themselves. Okay. Um, but what, but when he responded to my email, he uh, he he was like, "Hey, okay, I want, well, I'm glad to hear that. You know, thank you very much for that. I'm glad to hear that, and I want to send I want to send your son because I the lesson had risen into my son. I want to send your son a book, uh, my favorite book that I'd written, and the book that he that he sent me was a book that." I don't, I don't remember the name of it offhand, but it, but it's the book that meant the most to him. And what it's actually about is his family's generational fight, multi-generational fight against the deep state to try to preserve America. So once again, I'm, I'm, I, I know about his colorful past. I know that there's this and that, but what I'm telling you is, is that he understands the deep state because they murdered his father. They murdered his uncle. And, and, and the world is now coming to understand this. Tucker Carlson knows this and he's talking about, uh, uh, you know, Joe Rogan knows this and he's talking about, 
they understand the evil they were up against. So I voted for Trump in 2020. Okay. And I, and I'm not saying that I would vote for RFK now. Like we have no idea who the presidential nominees are going to be. What I'm saying is, is that it's ludicrous to think that this man who's, whose own father was murdered by the deep state um, is any more compromised than Donald Trump or or they would fight any less than Donald Trump would. So I trust both of them or Ron DeSantis more than, well, I mean, more than the corpse that we have in the presidential White House right now. And you might say, yes, the president doesn't have any power and he can't do anything. The president does have power. Because the president can say things or not say things. So he might not be able to change everything by himself, but he can speak the truth or not. And right now, all of them are speaking truth, and whereas Biden can barely speak. And when he does, it's lies. So it, it's not that it's not that I have these rose-colored glasses, but I'm optimistic that as long as one of those three <laughs> is there or at least if they're just there in the in the final two or whatever what's happening right now is so incredibly important and i you know i i can't just discount it just because because i know that you know he's got a past you know i've got a past everyone's got a past i'm I'm not in a black book but you know who else is in that book trump so should we just disregard him and the good things that trump did I didn't vote for Trump in 2016, but I did in 2020. I I only voted in the primaries in 2016. But I voted for him in 2020 because I knew that I had to because it was obvious what the other choice was. And it was obvious that he'd done some good things. And I told my son on election night that night, I said, you know what, son, I, I never, I would never want you to replicate anything in terms of Trump's morality. But at least... Trump is willing to stand up and say things that need to be said. So for, I feel the same G- way about now. Just for GDL in the chat, deep state murder JFK, nah, New Mech, Israel, Jack Rubenstein, Dawson com- documented a lot on this. Um, I mean, look, I, I would just say this. Sure, uh, sure, sure. It could, it could be, it could be Israel. Like the deep state doesn't just happen to necessarily mean. Just you know, US just side, man. States. You've got British right, right. deep state. Exactly. You've got. <laughs> Israeli deep but state. Welcome, trust. Yeah, I, I, I don't say that and say, oh, well, it's just, you know, J. Edgar Hoover or, you know, trust me, I'm equal. I understand these concepts. And what I'm telling you is that my priority is to make sure that your children grow up in a world that isn't just better than the one that you had, but doesn't have biological weapons being being fought over or these these 15 minute cities that they live in. That's what I care about. And I will do everything I possibly can to the best of my own judgment to make sure that, that happens. And Kevin will too. So I, I, I'm addressing it now because, because it's important. And, and I'm addressing it. I see the chat and I love you guys. You guys are awesome. You support me. And I want you, I want you to have no doubt in your minds that, that my priority is you. It's not Trump. It's not RFK. It's not any of this other shit. It's you. Because I care about you. And I want to make sure that what we've seen is not replicated in the future. Because it's only going to get worse. 
what we've what we've just gone through is just uh ah, they've barely barely turned the dial up and uh the, the bodies and the blood even though it's in europe it's still far far away from you but they could change that real real quick and um Oh, okay, Jeffrey Epstein touched hundreds of young women and children. But this virus and this vaccine touched billions of people. All of you. All of you who are watching. So, so which should I prioritize? I think I'm prioritizing the right one. And uh, It's a hard choice, but, it's, but at the same time, it's easy. And we can we can walk and chew gum, right? Um, it's not a uh, it's not a hard uh, yeah. decision to uh, <laughs> put resources where where we see that the problems are. You know, get your borders under control. Check who's coming in and out of your country. Get you know positions of power. Make sure that they're not dual nationals. All all these things can uh, are simple steps that could be taken and um, have adults sit round a table where uh, we can be pretty sure that they're not incentivized by their fucking stock portfolio to make a a, a, a bad decision for for people like yeah. like us right because we we have very very little saving let's say we're not uh, be thankful you're in a position where you're you're able to watch this live um there's still many people in this world who can't and have to survive or worry about getting clean water for the day, right? Um, so we're not that far down the totem pole, but you know we're 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 not so far up it that uh, we can affect great change. And um, right now, you have to uh, got to keep your powder dry, man. If you go off spurging in one direction or another, then you've got to see how the pieces are moving on the board. And I mean, I disagree. I think I think we can affect change. I think we have, and I think we're going to keep doing it. So, well, I'm just tempering like expectations in in that domain, and um, you know, remember what, what we... I, remember what I told you exactly two years ago, Kevin. What I said was is that I don't worry about the future uh, of some totalitarian state because I will be dead before I I let that happen. So. I mean, that might seem a little morbid or whatever, but uh, but that's why I, I stay as optimistic as I am, because I will not, as long as I'm alive, I will not allow that to happen. So, uh, yeah. there's a there's a science domain to fight in. There are people that specialize in the political domain, and like I say, we have to take all these bits of data in and um, try to try to navigate across this landscape as best as possible. And um, very, very few people have um, articulated as many points as well as RFK has right now. And you know, but I think I think RFK could sit down with uh, Pappy Putin and uh, have an adult conversation um, without without the neocons. Without shooting himself. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> That's even that, right? Uh, bowel control. Well, that was the Pope, but you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have looked. Our standards should at least include bowel control mm, yeah. when it comes to presidents. So. Yeah, ability to uh, string sentence together. 
just can we can we have that much? We All right, lost, Dave. Lost, I'm kidding. Right, I'm we gonna... lost five. We lost five viewers on, on Rumble just before that joke, so they just missed that joke. It was a shame. <laughs> I, I like. I was watching the numbers change, so so hopefully they go back and watch the. <laughs> we'll uh, check. There was one donor day. Uh, others and uh, see. Oh, there's. Uh, I can say thank you to one is anonymous. Uh, one, I can say thank you to Matt. You can have uh, a chemical alley. That's somewhat uh, type. Now, I think uh, I think we should have this one. It's more uh, apropos for the moment. Well, well, boys, I reckon this is it. Nuclear combat told us to the Ruskies. And uh, Jason, you can have uh, you can have the chemical alley. <laughs> um, then we're out of here. Hi, right, folks. Uh, it's, uh, it's burgle time. We'll see you in the next one. Uh, we've got uh, we've got Twift to take on, bro. Two now. We haven't oh, barely yes. got through the first one. Um, well, bring on the twists. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hit the hit the outro and then uh, just just stay on the line for a few minutes. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these cappers. I will fucking kill each fucking kappa. I swear. <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing. Fuck these kappas. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never. No. I will fucking die. Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage! Fuck these motherfuckers! All them five? Fuck this guy! So, check 45,000 turned in. Let up! 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 Let up